0: Welcome to Timely Meditations, Thoughts from a Harvard Dorm. I'm Jose Espinel, a third-year undergrad at Harvard College, and I'm one of the co-hosts on our podcast. Every week we invite friends with interesting opinions to debate big-picture ideas related to philosophy, politics, history, and economics.
1: Kinds of technologies that are that are changing mm-hmm. uh, and the kinds of uh, and the new ways that warfare will be fought. Um, and it's an interesting conversation that we were thinking about having uh, about the Space Force yeah. and uh, the role of, of, of space moving forward, not only as a, uh, a contentious topic uh, uh, of foreign policy. What is the Space Force? But also, uh, exactly, space. the technology. The technology behind it and its role in uh, more traditional foreign policy, such as the conflict between the United States and China. I
0: love so. Love, love let's. Space. I, I guess well, on that
1: note, why don't we, uh, well, our resident space expert here, why don't we get uh, an overview of, of of that exact question? What is the space force, and what is what are the what are the potential implications of having space as this potential new battleground uh, for for influence?
0: Yeah. So the way that I understand it right now, and Nick and I were talking about this uh, a few minutes before the podcast actually started. So, uh, you know, uh, you've probably heard the news. So the United States is potentially going to have a sixth branch of the military. Uh, we Space already Force. have one. We won't talk about it, though. Yeah, yeah it's secret. It's secret. Um, so it's we're class potentially to, to most of us here. To three of us in this room. Uh, but the idea, the way I understand it right, is that we're consolidating all of our space-based assets Uh, under one branch of the military. And so right now, so the Air Force handles basically all of these satellites. uh, They're used for intelligence gathering, for communications. uh, And, you know, there's, there's also... Uh, you know, potentially some, some weapons that we might want to move into space at some point. Although potentially,
2: <laughs> <laughs> even Nick. What do you know? Nick shaking his so head. Like, this is a bad he's idea. Shaking <laughs> his head right yeah. now.
3: Like, I, I'm a the, fan of coups and military interventions and drones, uh, But now I, I don't know what he's like, like, this he's he's like, we're am to I'm I'm not a fan yeah. of those. He's like we're going to trap
0: our space. Oh, so planet. for you know for for a very long time you know they're they're like uh, strict international rules about what you can and can't do militarily in space. Uh and because of the Outer Space Treaty and some similar legislation, uh you know the US and other countries have really restricted themselves to basically intelligence gathering in space. Now there have been some, you know, actual uh you know physical moments of action in space. Uh recently, you know, the Russians and the Chinese have shot down satellites uh, You know, we have detonated nukes in space before, you know, we started putting up all these treaties. But uh, warfare in space right now is a very limited thing. Um, And the Space Force, uh, you know, you you can draw comparisons to the Space Force as, you know, the early Air Force after the U.S. Army Air Force in World War II, uh, where we basically realized, well, you know, maybe we shouldn't just use... Uh, aircraft to support our ground troops. You know, maybe we shouldn't just think of using uh, satellites for or, or space-based assets just for intelligence gathering. You know, maybe there's warfare that needs to be conducted exclusively in this domain. And I think that's kind of the, the I, I'm not in the military right now, but I assume that this is the similar- uh, Captain thing, Espinel. That, you know, This I, I assume that, that uh, this is what's going through their heads right now and it makes a lot of sense uh, because right now, we, as we've seen with China and Russia, there's a potential that our intelligence gathering assets in space, our communications infrastructure that is heavily dependent on satellites uh, is under threat of physical destruction uh, from our enemies abroad. And so that's, isn't theirs also, don't we support a lot is, of the other services to the world? Like you got to blow up our satellites also. without blowing up your but, shit. But see, that's the difference, right? Uh, so it's so like China's like, I want to take up their GPS it like, yours, is not going to be You can't go to Swung Ho now after that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, everybody, that's the thing, right? Everybody has infrastructure in space now, uh, just about every country. And now countries are putting up their own satellites. Um, you know the the falling costs of uh, putting a kilogram into orbit is a great metric that just shows you how cheap that's gotten i mean it's fallen dramatically over the last two decades so now everybody's putting stuff in space and so the the difference between warfare in space and warfare on you know in the air uh, and the way the reason why you can't really compare what's going on right now with the space force and with emerging warfare in space with what happened through world war 1 and world war 2 is that A war in space would be very different from a war in the air in that, you know, with an aerial war, right, the first thing you do, uh, as we learned in the 20th century, is that you establish dominance over, uh, you know, you establish aerial superiority. And once you have aerial superiority, then you can attack targets on the ground, uh, right, uh, and you can support your ground troops. Uh, The difference is that, you know, you can place an anti-aircraft battery or you can place a SAM site, and that'll stop... Enemy aircraft from penetrating into some region. But you can't really do the same thing in space unless you were to block out some orbit. But the problem is, right, if you destroy something in orbit, that creates a huge cascade of debris that can Could start causing... I mean, it's highly likely, right? And it's been every time that China or Russia... Shoots down a satellite, or they say they're going to shoot down a satellite. That's one of the huge risks: is that they could create this cascade where you could essentially hit, you know, dozens. It had to be of satellites. a channel effect, and then like everything, whole. And, and then become. you can the lose all of your infrastructure. Yes, yeah, so it is. It is more similar. It's more akin to nuclear weapons. That basically, if you destroy a bunch of satellites in space, if you hit that button, it's basically the, the nuclear. weapon. I
1: think option, my, right? my my I think I, I think that's both sides. That's lose. an interesting point where. Uh, where if we start shooting down satellites, it's it's a matter that space just becomes inaccessible to everyone. Uh, but I, what what, it, what about a scenario in which uh, either some someone uh, puts some kind of tactical military space satellite hmm. uh, with capabilities of supporting the ground troops? So you uh, mean like that, gods from rod? Where that hey, rods from god? Right. Whether whether that be whether that be some kind of actual physical <laughs> weapon like lasers, or whether that be yeah. some kind of like telecommun- like, uh, spe- like special telecommunication like device? You mean like a kinetic? What, or what have you? What, uh, do you think that... Uh, how do you think that plays out in a scenario in which, you know, China... It, let's say the United States does that to China, which I don't think is totally out of the question. Um, what then is a, is a response? Does China look at that and say, all right, fuck it, we're like no
0: more satellites for anyone? I mean, I think you'd look at it... it, it it'd be kind of similar to what happened with the U.S. and the Cuban Missile Crisis, right? I mean... It is hard to say if the Chinese would know if we put up a satellite let's say that we put up like a kinetic weapon system um, uh, that that orbits China every like 16 minutes or whatever right Um, and and that has you know uh, a quicker response time than any of our assets in Asia like if we put that up I don't know how easy it would be for the Chinese to detect that because you know the problem is you do a launch and you put an asset in space and you know within uh, a handful of hours you're in the position you want to be in. It's you know a lot more complicated to deploy something. you have to deploy it openly if you're setting up you know a, a long range missile system or something or like a medium range missile system uh, in Asia. So I don't know if they would know how to counter it. it would be a type of situation where it would be deployed and then they would find out about it. And I honestly you know I honestly well that
1: well, that, that raises an interesting question then let's say, the cataclysmic event you were talking about earlier yeah. in which everyone, you know, someone shoots down a, a satellite and they all they all start falling out of the sky, you know, a cascade yeah, effect and whatnot. Cascade, yeah. uh, but then what about the ability to just, just keep putting, like, in, in the event of some kind of war, what about the ability to just keep shooting up new satellites? To keep putting uh, up satellites? We can't sure. put See, up satellites after that
2: happens because there'll be that's so much to be floating around space that'll destroy anything that, that we try and send up.
0: Yeah, so that's the problem, right? If we have like there is a real possibility if we create enough debris if we shoot down enough satellites or even if you just shoot down a handful of satellites and you have this chain reaction where more satellites are hit they explode and like a, a tiny like centimeter sized uh, fragment of a satellite that hits another satellite is going to strike it in orbit with like the same explosive power as a hand grenade yeah. so it, it like it it will ex- send all these tiny pieces everywhere that there'll be more pieces that keep doing can't, that same like, thing like w- right now we don't really have the technology to bring track in everything. all of this. Well, yeah, you can't track so if, many objects if, if, that if, are that if, small right if, now. if you want to see we some comparable things,
2: look look at the types of plans that they came up with, like to retrieve some of this space to be Like, yeah, you can like sort of like launch nets and shit, like <laughs> <laughs> pull I have this case and, like, study man, right here. Like, man, that's just not yeah, gonna like, cut like, it. Like,
0: <laughs> They're like, uh, yeah, we're working on it. One of the yeah, like one of the one of the uh, companies that recently started working on this is AstroScale, um, and you know that. I forget what it was exactly that Astroscale was trying to do, but yeah, there, there are all these different methods. Some people have talked about using lasers to like blow pieces of debris out of the sky and and or to to deorbit them basically. So you take a laser, you shoot it at one of these tiny little fragments and you slow it down just enough that it, it falls out of orbit. Another interesting thing is that if we're talking about low Earth orbit, uh, where some of these reconnaissance... Well, actually, there, there are very specific orbits, uh, like very... Uh, like uh, eccentric orbits that a lot of these reconnaissance satellites are put in. But basically, like, there is a certain period of time over which an orbit like that decays. So we wouldn't block our access to space indefinitely. It wouldn't be a type of situation like what you have with nuclear weapons where you could, yes, potentially wipe out life on Earth. I think nuclear weapons have a far worse effect than what you could see with an orbital so this cascade. Br- this space. brings us to an interesting,
1: uh, I think the yes, circle point in this discussion. Yeah. What then do you think of the space force uh, and at that move, uh, both from I think an organizational standpoint in terms of should we have a six branch the military? Should this how we should organize, uh, you know, our space assets and uh, and from a more I guess um, philosophical perspective of the importance of space and the importance right. of having dedicated space forces. Yeah. So and as and as as as, as Nick said earlier, a Chinese space force.
0: <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs>
1: Which That's is coming once uh, we have our space. Once no, well, they build that
0: and, third battleship, that yeah. third aircraft carrier or whatever, yeah. No, China has very real ambitions in space. Whether they can meet the ambitions, they I mean, they've talked about some really ambitious projects like putting up solar farms in space that beam power down to the ground.
2: Okay, okay,
0: G. chill. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, chill. <laughs> like if, if you do the math, it's something like 160 launches or something like that, that they would need to put that together. That will take them three days. Yeah, it would take them three days, right? If it's anything like, uh, like Build- putting up bridge a... Bridge building. Yeah, if it's anything like bridge building or putting up a highway <laughs> in China, it'll happen overnight, right? But no, it's it's they, they do have some ambitious plans. They you know they they uh, you know landed on the moon recently, um, and they are doing things right. It's just some of these projects are just a little bit ridiculous, uh, given the actual pace. One one night we're gonna they're wake they're up at. to 160 rockets simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> we're just all gonna at once. look at night, just streaks all over the sky. Beautiful.
3: Yeah, I would. I would add, or actually refute most of what Jose said. Um, <laughs> no, I, I'm just kidding. No, to bring us back to actually Earth for a second. Um, you know what matters. nerd. Wait, I. No, I'm joking. I'm, I'm joking. He so well, I was so nervous.
0: Getting ready to defend himself. No, you, you see just, very, he very quickly. quickly, quickly claro. out, wow, the God, neck straightened. <laughs> the the bangs. Like, he's like, you're being rude. I don't want you to recognize that. Yeah. Um. On so just a on quick note, Jose place. studies astrology here at Harvard. So, <laughs> wait—is that the horoscope thingy? <laughs> yeah, the horoscope thingy. That's that's what I do. That's not what an exoplanet um, is. No. So I look. I, I talked about uh, orbital cascades. Obviously, that's a very physical way of taking out a satellite. But you don't need to strike a satellite and blow it up uh, just to disable it. You right? can blow on it. You can just you can pour some water on it and yeah. it'll okay. short, right? Uh, no, I mean you could hack a satellite. Right. But Nick,
1: Nick was gonna take us back here to Earth. Oh, and I think yes. the, yeah, yeah,
0: no, no. no, 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 no I, think, yeah. I think I think I
1: think before we let Jose Rambo said Jose, on, like one hundred
0: and one on. ways you're gonna disable <laughs> <laughs> a satellite. I love space. No, <laughs> no, I okay.
1: can't. Okay, so so Joseph. I was getting at role I'm
0: of the Space Force is to defend us against cyber attacks in space. Uh, potentially on the ground as well, and to protect our assets in space, and to potentially use offensive capabilities. Thank again. you, Senator. I was, I, I was, I was, going to say in a nutshell, the Space Force is, is, to is to
1: protect, protect, <laughs> protect. How uh, do do well, people the actually force buy that? Jose like, is, from the are artistic. people <laughs> actually <laughs> buying the last? Of I, I, I gotta say, yeah, there, I, I, there I gotta say,
3: on you know guy studies astrology one time and he thinks so, um, (laughs) (laughs) no, here's my problem. Just to clarify, we all know that there's an astrology (laughs) and astronomy. (laughs) He's like, actually, I study (laughs) astrophysics (laughs) and I'm like, oh my god. Here's, a, here's my problem. Hosea, I, I get your fears. Yeah. I get your points. You want to protect the the uh, protect. galaxy, I guess. <laughs> but here, the, the problem with the, the DOD bureaucracy is that creating a, a sixth branch, creating a space force, it, is just simply not the best way to go about it. And you referenced, I think, the Air Force you know, back in the 1940s and 1950s. But the difference between yeah. the Army Air Corps and the Air Force now was that In World War II, the Army Air Corps was a distinct entity from the U.S. Army like the Marines is from the Navy today. They were distinct. They were separate. They had their own command structure, their own generals. And because they were so distinct, they became the Air Force. They operated on their own sense, and they also had distinct platforms, distinct weapons, and also systems, which meant that the the Army Air Corps inevitably evolved into the Air Force because of that distinction like they were set up, just like the Marines could evolve from the Navy today. The Air Force... Is command, essentially space systems, is Spacecom, Stratcom, which is strategic command, and a variety of other systems. But there is no offshoot of that. And if you create this new uh, space force, uh, for example, then you, you have you have some major logistical problems. You're creating a sixth branch of the military, which you do not have the money to fund for. I mean, as I've referenced to Jason, we have cargo transports that are from the 1950s, which I'd like to get rid of soon. So I don't know where you're going to fund that from. It's a whole new level of bureaucracy. And the biggest problem with the Army-Air Corps transition, even though it was distinct enough, you had 50 15 years of bureaucratic infighting and people not knowing what to do. And I think one of the reasons why we had a missile lag in the 50s and also the launch of Sputnik and we were caught by surprise is because the Army and the Air Corps complaining with one another, that intelligence gap like we saw in 2001 where we weren't communicating and you see these big failures because you have these two major forces with two big generals fighting with each other but never communicating. So it's that, it's a huge process to, to systems and at the same time i would also add that since the Gulf War our space systems have been on the same systems per se and if we change these all and, and, and with a new Space Force I guess organization you're going to see 15 years, 20 years of just laggard growth where instead we could just consolidate our defense systems better have them more streamlined and put more effort and funding into them to protect 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 but at the same time not create a whole new force that sets us out 15 years as we try to work out the bureaucratic wrangling that'll inevitably end up in a, in a, a system like the DoD which is a billion so i more guess
1: i two two yeah. questions to just like flush out your opinion a little bit uh, i guess you you started touch there touch uh, on my first question there at the end is that uh you see so you, obviously you're against the new space force yeah. but uh, are you, are you, uh, you don't seem to be against investing in, you know, uh, in space? Absolutely. I yeah. believe
3: everything Jose has said. I mean, yeah. most of it, I lost some of it, but I mean, I, I believe almost everything he said that it is a serious problem, but creating a whole new force is not yeah. the way to address is not to it. Do. You can consolidate. So, what is, it. The right,
1: is, what is the right way? Is it yeah. through NASA? And it sounds
3: like, a bullshit consulting. It's, answer. Through, it's not. Through yeah.
1: through the Air Force or yeah. through NASA?
3: Through the Air Force. Through the Air Force, uh, through the uh, Missile and Defense Command, and through the systems that already handle it now. Yeah. I mean, those things there are already enough systems right now we add one more level bureaucratic morass to this problem it's only going to exacerbate the problem but if you throw more money at it and i know space command and stratcom's funding levels are are relatively low because we've been focusing on naval buildups and army buildups if you put more money to that and also increase the interoperability between those two branches like we did post 9-11 between the fbi and the cia and other agencies then i think you have a stronger consolidated defense system that can work to do all the things that jose wants to do but i don't think the space force is the best way to go about doing so do
2: we so, so do yeah. we need maybe like a homeland security, but for space instead yeah, of a space I, I, I mean force? I, 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 think, to think,
1: I think, I, 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 think, agree. I, think I agree with you, Nick, yeah, that's that, that, yeah. that, that, that that would be the most efficient way to do it. Yeah. I think Uh, the flip side to that, though, is that I don't think that way doesn't have the public perception impact that a space force, per se, would. Well, why, uh, why and would And, and, and the space force or. doesn't necessarily have to be its own branch, but... Uh, as Jason was just. saying. Well, hinting. because yeah, because I,
2: I I was just saying like like um the reason why I mentioned the Department of Homeland Security like I understand. It wasn't trying to create necessarily a new branch of like the American intelligence services, was like maybe create like a vehicle through which like, okay, let's try and coordinate these things sort of better. And right. I feel like yeah. to a large extent it worked. I, mean, I, right. I think right. the right. difference is
3: though, and I don't think you need to create a DHS. I think you need just to use one of the systems, SATCOM, StratCom, in Air the place Force and like D- And just cre- create a role of the DHS. The DHS. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And I think that's and so my my, also my I, mean, I think yeah. you both agree in yeah.
1: in the in function that. it there. the to function that's necessary is something uh, of that same kind of unifying of function it, of yeah. organizing yeah. unifying function that the DHS. Yeah. But Lucas, you
3: made a great point. You said it's a public signal, right? And I don't right. think we need a signal to the public because if I think we signal to the public, we're also signaling to Russia and China. And I think if Jose, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not an astrologist, but um, <laughs> but a space relies on cooperation. It relies on working with other yeah, uh, powers, rockets, Russia, China, even our foes. And if we weaponize space, what does that tell us to our adversaries, our, our real adversaries at Earth, but not? up in, in in the atmosphere. It says okay, we're now we're just doing our, our my way of the yeah. highway.
0: But but see this is this is the problem is that I agree with the the weaponizing space is bad, yep. right? But I look. I believe that China is going to weaponize space. I believe if we fall behind and we have a technology yeah, lag in space, we, look, we we can't afford to to play the pacifist role here and not do that. No, I, mean, thinking, I, should, I, I think, think, I I think, think politicians, politicians on both sides. If I spoke about this like at an astrophysics conference, mm. right? I think that the scientific community would would, would basically take your side in this and yeah. would be against me. No, I don't believe. Right. I'm just wondering. Do you think but, the but,
2: space force would help prevent that or like what's? No, no, no. So,
0: so on the space force. So I was generally just commenting on you know what the space for what i see as mm-hmm. like the role of the space force yeah. completely agree with what you're talking about with, yeah. with the complexity of organizations I, You know that's the general trend that we've seen not just like across organizations but even within organizations with the you know the increase in military specialties um and different functions within within the military within uh, uh different organizations government agencies so we need less complexity and i think like i, I think that makes perfect sense um but, but I think to
3: your point, then the space force is a good conduit. It's not a planet. It's a good way to get government assets. Ass another thing. So, think, so, you, yeah. so you, yeah. said that
0: you said that it's a signal, right? Yeah. Look, I, I look. The Chinese are already building up their capabilities mm-hmm. in space, so you know we we don't need to signal to, like us building more assets in space. It might accelerate the space race, right? But they're already ahead of us, right? Well, I think last thing that, I want that's exactly because both I think politicians on
1: both sides, both the U.S. and China specifically. Uh, they see space as as another as another battleground with yeah. which to exert their dominance. Or well, with, they see which, everything as a which which battleground. To, that that's that's about space, and it says about the plutocracy trap with America space, and China. Space, I think, yeah. specifically yeah. space as as a new frontier. Uh, so is cyber. That so is really, financial. Yeah, I, yeah. But I think I think space has as has an appeal that I think a financial attack do- doesn't. Yep. Well, just because we, talk, we have, have Star Wars. Wars. In have Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. It's, it's
2: in the popular yeah. imagination. Ever since and we did Sputnik and the Moon program, we've been enamored with the idea. Yeah. So it has a romantic quality to it, and in, the, exactly. same exactly. in, this, in the same way that like a financial nu- cyber attack doesn't have. In the same way nuclear weapons did.
1: And, exactly.
0: you know, you could you could make one argument for the Space Force, right? Oh, it's the Space Force. It'll attract more people to enlist, right? If you have a mo- volunteer military, maybe it'll make people have a better opinion. But, you know, to that point, I, I disagree. I, I don't think, think it's yet. Yeah. Like, it like, even sounds you want to do that? Like, yeah, my, my, my thing is, like, leave the we don't have a Buck manned Rogers right? right now. <laughs> right? We don't have a manned program yeah. right now. We are starting the crew program again, thanks to Crew Dragon, thanks to the Starliner, thank yeah. you to everybody in commercial space who's making that happen. But I think that's the way that we build enthusiasm about space is through NASA. But, I but on, the
2: space Honestly, I feel like even should, a Space Force yeah, is yeah, premature. I feel like Space Force is premature. The point that you brought about the Air Force is actually good. You know, we were successfully flying very large-scale, complex, and frequent air co- missions coordinated with other countries,
0: employing different military. It was its own, own is, branch anyway. It uh, has uh, own yeah, branch yeah. space.
2: We haven't sent a person. We haven't sent a person to the moon in like
0: forty yeah. years. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold, hold on, on. This is a huge misconception. I understand. What, 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 what we right. have in space right now is
2: unbelievably
0: complex. It is, but I'm saying it's not complex in a way. Just that because is, we have people in it, I think that the, the, the misconception is just because we we don't. Spend the money to have the life support, which we we've had since the the fifties and sixties. We've had the ability to support human life in space. Mm-hmm. It's just very expensive to do that, so it doesn't make financial sense or or like tactical sense at all to put people up to man. These facilities that are basically just computers, right? That we're communicating with from the ground. It just it makes. I think it's it's a big misconception. And and I'm saying that once it doesn't involve people,
2: I feel like it takes fewer resources to do that. Mm. So I feel like like the drone program was a great example. That was like once I can accomplish the same thing without doing people, I have to spend way fewer resources on doing that thing. It relieves a sort of burden. That's like we wouldn't for that reason. We wouldn't want to make the drone program like. Another branch of the U.S. military because, like, yeah.
3: the, the drone force because the because drone. the re, we're, we're not gonna have a
2: drone force because yeah. the resources are actually decreasing, not increasing, yeah. for accomplishing the things. As they get
3: accomplish. better, they they
0: streamline. Exactly. Oh, by the way, yeah. drones suck on the border. So so, any, so 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 anything like, like they're they're awful on the border. Uh, aerostats <laughs> are the way to go. By the way, just,
2: it's 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 like a it's a good, point, it's a good point that you mentioned. I feel like technology is the answer to that question, especially like with massive data and like you know. You know, deep learning with like the algorithms that people are able to create today. I feel like that definitely is like the answer to like, if you have, how do you manage a ton of complexity? You have to apply increasingly sophisticated tools of data. And and believe me, I know
3: corporations streamline, streamline, so it's become a dirty word, but like in in, in the public, you you can't streamline. But to one, to to, uh, Jose's point, the space race, I'm actually, and this may be a hot take, in favor of a space race because I think we build less tanks and light armored vehicles in the U- yeah. a- on ground and actually build more scientific cap- cap- uh, capabilities up a- above i know they'll be used for wartime purposes but i'm sure they'll have some peacetime advances as well and i think hopefully in the long term that if we all go in space and never race enough you'll have some sort of mad in space I'm mutually assured yeah. destruction uh, i think i think you also uh,
1: like dare i say uh, have a, ha- ha- <laughs> dare i say have the possibility to uh, you know, take undertake projects not only for yeah. not only for as you mentioned war, b- peace. war yeah, but yeah. but and not just peace, but for the prosperity. I think yeah. for the sustainability. For that uh, Mars colony, yeah, <laughs> that that Mars <laughs> colony. No, I mean, but but, but so but we can fight on Mars frankly, too frankly, now. We talk, we talk <laughs>
2: about the Mars
1: We talk <laughs> about Mars <laughs> as something outlandish, and I I, yeah. I I think it's it's just not it's um, the um, life
2: on Mars. Sorry,
1: no, March. I mean, I, and mm-hmm. I think I think I think David Bowie is right now. You know, I, I think as unspeakable as it may sound, it, it is uh, possibly for for you countries speak to be. It's going to speak it well. anyway. It's going to speak for, it for anyway. For, country,
3: for countries to do good for mankind. My dream would be that we have enough development and capabilities in space because of this race. For example, yeah. that fifty years from now we realize that oh, we can't actually use any of this stuff on each other because it would be absolutely detrimental to the world, and so we have some sort of. Agreement, this multilateral agreement, like we already kind of do now uh, with China. And well, and
1: I think I'm more concerned that before we even get to that point 50 years from now where it's some some, some sort of mad situation, yeah. uh, a space test ban. Yeah, I, th- I think it's. I, <laughs> I'm more concerned of the scenario in which either the US or China puts up uh, like a, some kind of weapon system uh, within the next 10, 20 years. Surprise, uh, it's here. Uh, yeah. yeah, surprise, it's here. We have yeah. lasers or kinetic energy systems or. Uh, telecommunications device. Electro man. I got a rail like, guns. Uh, yeah. What what have you? Uh, EMPs. Uh, insert buzzword here. Yeah. Insert yeah. insert insert buzzword <laughs> here of new cool space technology. Space laser swords. Weapon. Yeah. Uh, some some something of
2: uh, something. Laser of that tank. Sort. Remember that thing you saw in Star Wars? That. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> that's yeah, yeah, true and, though. We do have and, laser and tanks before, by the way. And
1: before the Latency other gets lights. a chance to respond and and equalize uh, the first power, tent, uh, ha- use it for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. I think that's the scenario. Uh, I'm more afraid of before before both, you know, a mass comparable uh, space weaponry.
0: Well, on that happy note, I think we're out of time. Actually, indeed, yeah, this is just about at the limit. So, uh, do we want to close out with um, some final thoughts, or what do we want to do here? Well, we did say
2: next week we're going to talk about the who do we think is going to win the Democratic nomination we, we never got talk to talk
3: about the debate about moderation and moderates and conservatives we yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we, we have to China, do that China China, 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 was China China won China we won this week, China, China won like you know weeks. there'll be more next, weeks next, next yeah.
1: week next week I think, I think, we, we'll think we'll moderatism th- that one in support of the moderates cause and some philosophical
3: <laughs> questions I think and some philosophical questions, questions about yeah. family
0: and etc we should have some Martha as a guest we need so tune in next week to see us talk about moderates and for a guest on uh, the to show, talk about uh, talk with Samar Desai. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Alrighty. I think that's a wrap then. Got yeah. It. So thank you for
1: for listening, and we'll see you again next week. week.